Welcome to our Clothe with the Sun daily podcast, our daily reading of scripture and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Sunday, May 28th, 2021, the Feast of Pentecost. Our reading today is once again from the gospel according to St. John. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. So this is really a great reading that shows us the Lord sending the Spirit. It's not exactly the reading of Pentecost. That was the first reading uh, for today in Acts of the Apostles, the beginning of Acts of the Apostles. But this is one of the first readings of Jesus appearing after his resurrection from the dead. And there's just some crucial things going on here, extremely crucial. Jesus appears. It's Easter Sunday night. He's in his resurrected body. He has risen body and soul, body, blood, soul, and divinity. He's all there. And he appears with them. He walked through the wall. Yet he shows them his hands and his side. So he's, it's really him and he's really got a body. He's really physical, yet it's a glorified body. He says, peace be with you twice. Now that can mean on the one hand, don't be afraid, it is I. But on the other hand, it's a statement that's crucial for that moment. And yes, the disciples are angry and scared and hiding and struggling and not knowing what's next. So he says, yeah, be at peace. I got this. I got you covered. But also peace is the fruit of the crucifixion and the resurrection. Peace with God, peace within ourselves, peace with one another. The Lord provides that through the graces that come from the cross. And this is an indication that heaven begins right here and now. Heaven isn't just about later on. Heaven is about right now. We can experience the peace of Almighty God. And then he says, receive the Holy Spirit. He breathes on them. In the Old Testament, the word for the Holy Spirit is ruach, which also means breath. So, and there's a, a God breathes over creation. There's a wind that happens when uh, things are being created. So God breathes on the waters, life comes up out of the waters, God breathes his Holy Spirit. It's a great thing to meditate with, just that image alone, never mind all the images that come after. But God breathes the Holy Spirit on us, and we have the option of being open or not being open to the Holy Spirit. So he breathes the Holy Spirit on them, and then he says, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, whose sins you retain are retained. So he's giving a special gift to his apostles and their successors for the forgiveness of sins. But once again, it's a central theme that's all tied up here. 
his crucifixion, his death, the forgiveness of our sins, and peace. Our prayers being answered because he's paid the price for our sins and he's given us the means whereby our sins can be wiped away. So this is so crucial. It's a crucial thing to consider. You know, I do a lot of special ministries and I have done and it's not like the regular daily life of the parish, which often really is a dud. It's just people going through the motions. I mean, there's good people. There's a lot of good things. But there's also just a lot of, I, I feel like the crowd in general is just there to go through the motions. But when you have some kind of special event, like a retreat or a class or a speaker, something like that, a speaking event, and certain people are charismatic, and certain people pray over others, and they're praying for the coming of the Holy Spirit, and they're praying that others will receive that Holy Spirit. Even if a person's already baptized, and they've been given the Holy Spirit in baptism, maybe even uh, the fulfillment of our baptism, confirmation, the continuation of it, the full realization of the gifts of the Spirit, still, Many people have been closed off to these gifts because they didn't even know enough that, that they had them or, or how to use them. And so when I do these kind of special ministries, it's about bringing out those gifts, calling on the Holy Spirit, be with this person, show them the gifts that they possess, work in and them and through them. But very often, even then, there's either no reaction or a negative reaction because sin remains. And sometimes it's more than just sin. It's the demons that were attached to the action that was sinful because maybe it was, I don't know, a sexual action that involved another person that already had their own demons. Maybe it's an action of using drugs. So many other things, you know, that there's evil attached to the action that stays there. So, as a famous exorcist once told me when I was talking to him on the phone about a particular case, he said, remember, deliverance prayers are great and they get rid of the devil. Lots of ways we can say deliverance prayers. We call in the name of Jesus. We ask him to deliver us. But he said, it's only confession that shuts the door. Confession closes the wound so that we can move forward now. We won't be dragged back. So forgiveness of sins is crucial for the receiving of the Holy Spirit. I was just thinking, um, I don't know, different examples. I don't know, I just have this one issue of or, or image to help prove the point of, you know, I do a lot of races, running, biking, swimming, and I also struggle with my weight. And wouldn't it be great if I could just start working out and the weight would go down, but it doesn't happen that way. So I have to really become disciplined. In addition to doing the exercising, not eating as much. And when I do eat, I eat healthier. And why is this? Because weight <laughs> weighs you down. Those extra cookies, the extra crackers, the chips, the pretzels, the soda, it makes you heavier and it weighs you down. And then you can't expect you're going to go as fast as you did last year, whether in the water or on the bike or in the run. Extra weight weighs us down. It's just common sense. Think of extra water coming into a boat. So deliverance often requires, you know, confession of sin. Also really any special ministry and any, 
You know, people say they don't get their prayers answered. Well, one question we need to ask them is, when was your last confession? Because prayers don't get answered if we still are holding on to sins that place a wedge between ourselves and Almighty God. The sin has to be removed, and then we can receive the grace that we need. I think of, um, I don't know, just different people that have asked me for prayers for deliverance. And I talk to them and say, well, we need confession first. Got to do confession. Because there can be all kinds of stuff that you got all wrapped up in there. And you can't just explain, expect some person is just going to say some prayers. Because, uh, you know, a lot of times, too, depending on the person, the circumstances, what kind of state they're in, they may not have protection from the evil one. As graces are being given, there's a backlash. So confession is important for doing these special ministries. I often think too, doing ministries like Rachel's Vineyard, such a great, beautiful ministry for people that have had abortions. And, you know, I've worked with some of these people on different occasions where they experience so much healing from the abortion. They feel so much better about themselves. They're receiving so much grace in so many different ways. And yet... When it comes time to do the part of um, confessing the sin of abortion, because that's really like a Rachel's Vineyard weekend, for example, is all about uh, getting people to that point where they're able to go to confession. They're able to get rid of the sin. They're able to acknowledge that they've done it and say, I'm sorry, and then receive the Lord's mercy and forgiveness. But very often what happens is that they're bogged down by other sins. They're weighed down by the fact that, well, they're still sexually active. They haven't been to church in years. They're maybe involved in the occult, so many different things. So it's great to work on one particular sin. We should do it with all of our sins, you know, on a, on a psychological level, on an emotional level, even on somewhat of a spiritual level. Yet if the sin remains sin of other sorts, I mean, I, I don't speak of the sin of abortion because that's the whole purpose of the experience to get rid of that sin. But then sins remain of other sorts and they haven't been dealt with. And then the person can't receive absolution unless they're truly sorry and willing to uh, let go of those too. It's a challenge. It's a challenge because so many good ministries are happening in the church. Um, but yeah, it can be dangerous too. You know, like I was told never let someone pray over you unless you, you know who they are, unless you know that they're not carrying demons. Don't just let anybody put their hands on your head because they could be carrying stuff and then you open yourselves together spiritually and the spiritual bad stuff that's on them can latch on to you. So it happens when we open up. That's why this Monsignor was saying confession closes the door. It's so important to close the door. So as we celebrate Pentecost, I mean, there's so many things we could talk, we could teach whole entire courses on the Holy Spirit, the gifts and the charisms that we all receive, the, uh, the gifts given to the church, the ability to confect the sacraments, infallible teachings, indefectibility, the fact that uh, the church will last until the end of time, the authority that the church possesses over believers. So many good things, so many individual charisms, healings and tongues and prophecies, 
Never mind the gifts and the fruits of the Spirit given to all through baptism and confirmation. Courage and wisdom, fear of the Lord, all these things very useful. Counsel, very useful for disciples and those who want to spread the word. Yet, the sins have to be taken away. That's why this reading is so important. When we acknowledge Jesus crucified, when we forgive, confess our sins to Jesus crucified, then we can expect that there will be some openness for other things and that we have sincerity of heart. I'm willing to let go of the negative so that I can open myself up and receive the positive in larger quantities. God wants to give us so many good things and it's necessary for us to open up our hearts to receive these things. Hope everybody has a happy Pentecost. God bless.